Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving week. Yeah, maybe a little road trip material for you. Maybe not. Maybe a little uh, non-road trip because you're bored and you're not road tripping. Yeah, maybe you're, you know, just messing around your house and chilling. I I remember last year and I think the year before, people were like, thank you so much for putting it out right before because we had this long, boring road trip. Um, Sure looks a lot different this year. This is... Well, what was interesting is watching uh, Sheena's story. She and Brock are actually, you know how close she is with her family. And they literally quarantined together with Courtney and Justice, right? Okay. They're doing it themselves. Just Brock and Sheena. Oh. Not Erica, not Courtney, not Justice. Are they doing more extended family and she doesn't want to risk that or something? Yeah, I think they're just trying to be safe, um, you know, because she's pregnant. Yeah. So... Anyways, hmm. new days. Well, speaking of Sheena, we have some winners from the Boy Crazy and It's All Happening giveaway. Um, we may do some more. I have four right now. Um, we wanted to get them in and see how it was. So we will message you guys. But the winners of the Sheena um, Boy Crazy and It's All Happening gear is Lindsay Michelle Baker Faith, Marie, Kayla, Blondin, and Liz Pearson. So look out for your emails and we'll hit you up. And you guys, thank you so much for um, heading us up. And yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking about this actually in the car as I was like, I like am so I know we say this every year, I feel like, but I am so grateful for our listeners and that we are still standing and that we're hanging on and the community that we've built through this podcast and Vanderpump Rules is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I love that we're able to do giveaways like this. It's so, I love that we're supporting Sheena's new venture. Um, Sarah's shown me all of the stuff, like the mass, the quality is so good, you guys. I think you're really going to like it. And yeah. So anyways, um, I'm just feeling super grateful for everybody because as always, you guys are feel like you're like more family than my actual family. So it's always nice to when you guys send a message or, you know, just like when Sarah and I like are finally able to podcast. It's just so nice knowing that maybe one of us will tell a story that will, you know, make it pop off in the Facebook group and we can connect with you guys. I know that a couple of people, you know, reached out and said like, does anyone want a Christmas card this year? Like things like that are so cool. Like I get Christmas cards from some of the listeners. Like it's amazing. You know, I know. we love it. And um, people have asked, you know, they have products they're trying to sell on Etsy or their personal stuff. Like definitely reach out to us. We're open to that. And um, I wanted to bring up, that's why I grabbed my phone, um, our cameo, which, you know, we LOL at, but you know, it, it's a thing. Um, but, you know, we're laughing along with you. <laughs> but anyways, it's been fun and we want more. And from December 7th to the 18th, uh, we're doing a thing with Cameo where um, some of the proceeds are going to St. Jude's. Oh, cool. So I'm excited about that. So if you were thinking about a Cameo, you know, when you can't be with your friends or your family or people that are like VPR diehards, um, you could still gift them this and know it's also going to charity. 
So that special is from December 7th to 18th. So check us out on Cameo for that. Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, We'll get right into it. Um, But we have been gone, I don't know, a little over a week, 10 days, something. So we have a few birthdays to catch up on. I'll roll through it real quick. Um, A few we missed. Allison Carlson was November November 13th, as was Tony Ann Beretta. Jennifer Stein was November 19th. Cindy Peterson, November 21st. Happy birthday, you guys. Uh, Today is, well, it's November 24th, so Wanda Blevins. Hope you're having a great birthday. Happy birthday. Tomorrow, which you may be listening, um, which I guess would be today. But November 25th is Wendy Zundel-Martin. November 26th is Vanessa Garcia. Happy birthday. Couple on November 27th, Lacey Curtin and Jennifer Rulin. Um, oh, shoot. Yesterday must be... Uh, I don't think there's a November 33rd, so that must be a typo. So I'm going to go with November 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Gray, I hope you had a great birthday yesterday. Um, again, tomorrow, Katie Landers, which she pointed out, she shares with Sonia Morgan from New York. Anne-Marie coming up next week on December 1st. Kimberly Rose on December 2nd. Kelly Hampton Lowe on December 2nd. Also, Britney Spears on December 2nd. Uh, Marissa Burke on December 4th. Are you related to Bronwyn Burke? Mm, just wondering. Mm-hmm. And Rena Elmer. Also on December 4th. So happy birthday. Hope you guys have a great birthday. Those that passed. Um, hope it was fun. You know, as much as we can these days. Yeah. It's like anything. Like I feel like anything that I can plan to look forward to helps a little bit during these times. Yeah. Definitely struggling with like Ronnie being on Thanksgiving vacation. Like normally we would like have our days completely planned and there's just nothing right now. Yeah. Well. But it's okay. We're making it. Okay, maybe I should go to the 6th. Because I was kind of excited about this. A dude. Mark McSporin from Caledonia, Ontario, Canada. Turning 54 on December 6th. Okay. Okay, we're going to do the 6th and the 8th and the 10th and all you guys on the next podcast. But I don't know. That one just came in tonight. And a little special. We love getting it. A-, a little special shout out for you. Yeah. Well, social media updates. So Randall's been kind of blackballed, blacklisted for not paying people. We've heard this before. Um, We heard it from Fofty. He posted it himself. (laughs) This is huge. This is like like from our, you know, Hollywood insider, Erin, in the group. Um, She explained that this is like to get to this level, to have them write a letter about you is insane. Mm. Like, it's, like, crazy. That's intense. Yeah. Let me see, see. I, I first saw the post in our group, and then I saw Fofty, and and Fofty, like, 50 Cent, literally reposted it and, and wrote, Randall still beating people out of money. They on the list now. Nobody going to work for them. Hashtag, sorry, Fofty. That's his post. Yeah. So I love that 50 Cent is still getting into it. 
it makes me laugh. Yeah. I mean, it's just embarrassing. It's I, I can't believe that. Well, we've heard this before and we've heard other things before as well. But, you know, whatever allegations. But but this is the Writers Guild. And yeah, to be on a list and legit letter. And to say that the writers have not been paid $444,000. Oh, God. It's like no one's going to work with you. And then he lists all the things. Okay, what did you think about uh, the uh, the one project called Pump where they weren't paid? So what was he trying to do? Do his own spinoff or something? I think that it was something with Lala. Mm-hmm. That's shady and... Yeah, so this is what Erin said, um, if you guys aren't in the group. She said, this letter is a big, all in caps, big deal. Everyone is talking about it. I can't stress this enough. In Hollywood, the only rule is, quote, win. We are the people who tolerated Harvey for 25 years. So to have the most powerful guild in the industry single you out in an email to the entire membership, run, Lala, run. Well... What will be interesting is, you know, if he has to file bankruptcy or something, or I I would imagine because he's one of those guys that has his money hidden in certain countries. But what if the lifestyle doesn't sustain? Well, I I think that that's the problem. I think, um, I don't think that Randall is actually rich i think that he works on these projects and he gets paid a shit ton of money so when he makes his money cool but then he spends it like water and then he he's in debt until his next job pays but right i think he's living a lie i really do i mean i any of us could live like that too if we you know i have i mean i don't buy ferraris but maybe i have done irresponsible things and then have debt it's like we've all done it at some point in our life or well not everybody but you know lesson learned like i know not to do it so when i don't have money guess what i just live without money or i hit the coin star i'm not above that yeah oh totally (laughs) um and then two other things we drive on donuts yeah oh my god (laughs) tires uh the other thing that aaron said is also it's so hard to get on this list it's like you have to be openly brazenly evil i mean it's hollywood i've never seen producers on this list get a special email singling them out ever wow so that's a really big deal well he's kissing up to the wrong people he's so focused on 50 or mark Wahlberg, and i'm your best friend than the people really in power. I also wonder if like possibly he pissed a lot of people off because, you know, in the beginning of COVID, he kind of pushed the envelope with with he continued going a little bit longer than they were supposed to, first of all. Mm -hmm. Then when um, he was the first one to start up, he was the first one. in July. Yeah, and nobody else was. He went first and he was like very proud of that. So I just wonder if people are a little annoyed with him. Yeah. He pissed somebody off for sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. But that was an interesting letter, and it was funny that 50 reposted it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, oh, by popular demand, the dad podcast, everyone loves us so much, we're going to do it. Lala gave me the permission, we're going to do more dad podcasts. It's like, really, was it that popular? Like, really, do we need to hear Jackson Bo every week? Mm, I don't know. Well, they recorded today. I don't think it's come out yet, right? Because I, I refreshed. And, 
it'll come up tomorrow, probably Wednesday. Um, another dad podcast with Jax, Randall, and Bo. Mm, okay. Is yeah. that compelling? Like, uh, you know what? For those of you that liked it, and I know you liked it, but like, it's I, too soon. It's two weeks. So maybe do it when someone's in labor or someone's given birth, and then they say, just you guys wait. Like, do we need it two I, weeks later? Yeah, I did like it. So I'll be, I'm interested to see if maybe like they, if they took like fan questions or something like that, it would be interesting. But I did find it highly repetitive to hear Jax on Katie's podcast yeah. regurgitating the same stories. Like it was like, I don't want to hear again how you conceived and like the Airbnb in Kentucky, like just yuck. But if you think about it, actually, Katie had the scoop. She's just shocker. Katie is slow to not not mentally. Don't get it wrong, people. Um, they recorded this on Schwartz's birthday, which is what six weeks ago. Yeah. So they actually recorded before he went on Randall's, right? Because Randall and Lala they record like Tuesday and they release it Wednesday, which um, I appreciate. And they have editors and everything. Still, they have producers. So he probably did tell the story first on Katie's, but I don't know why it takes her so long to release. Like the one she had, what, with James? It was like six months in the can. Like, yeah, it's I, dated. They I, were like, or she had someone else and they were still talking about as if Stassi and Kristen hadn't been fired. And then I looked at, oh, they recorded in May. It's like, why are you taking so long? Yeah, she has to be getting that feedback, too, because, I mean, people message the Vanderpump account about that all the time. They're like, this is, it's old. It's old. I mean, and yeah. you know they hit them up, too, because that's what. Well, and she did the whole IG story. Having Jackson ask me questions and the IG story and everything. And it's like, so, you know, as you guys heard every week, we're like, still no release. Maybe he backed out. No, he didn't back out. She just took six weeks to release for whatever reason i don't understand but okay yeah you do you i mean what did you think of that podcast katie's mm-hmm. with jacks um i found myself i had a hard time getting through it um just because i don't it just wasn't compelling to me like i just it just wasn't um right like and that. and I grew up like like I'm like I was right in there with with I'm in between Jax and Katie so like I'm right I was with them with all of like their little dumb things that they're, they every single person says hogs and their sitcom references yeah and Tamagotchi pet like yes 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 but I don't know for some reason I still hate them so much that like it just I, it's not I wasn't like you know when like it's the best listening to a podcast when you start like talking back to them and you're like yeah like you know you're yeah. in the car and you get like super into it that wall didn't come down for Katie and Jax for me it just didn't okay so for me oddly enough I felt not the opposite but slightly different where I was listening I was like hmm I don't dislike this podcast as much of other ones that I've heard that I've been bored to tears with. Um, and mostly I don't even listen to a lot of them. If it's a special guest, then I'll listen. But this one, I was like, I was chuckling along, but mainly probably because of like TV references or retro references. Like, I mean, I cringe when he's like, mm, I'm, I'm the 
regular American sitcom dad. It's like, mm, no, you're not. Like, I get, like, let's say something about, what was it? Something about Bill or whatever. Um, Raymond? No. James, uh, <laughs> Bill Murray's little brother. Something about Bob. Well, he's married to Courtney Thorne Smith from Melrose Plays. And they, Jim, Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. You know who he is? I heard of the name. Do you know who Courtney Thorne Smith is? No. Allison from Melrose Place? No. Oh, God. Heather, please, can you co-host someday? No, <laughs> just kidding. Um, it was a funny show, and or, or like um, the one with David Spade and Kate, Hus- Kate Hudson's brother and Patrick Warburton, and he's like, Ooh. he's kind of just like a dumb sports dude. Uh-huh. Like, that's a, that's Jax. Um but like he's more charming and endearing than Jax. Like Jax, you're not these guys. Like Dan Connors from Roseanne. Yeah. Like, you're not any of these dads. He's like, oh, I think I'm most like, you know, even like Raymond or any of these people. It's like, you're not like any of them. I found myself like really reflecting on how I felt about Jax when I was listening to this. And I actually even went home and like talked to Chad about it to tell him about like what the episode was. And I was like, you know, I want to critique some of the things that he said, but I also feel like it's like semi crossing a line because he's excited about his son being yeah. coming into the world. And I'm excited. I like there's something about that, that I, I agree with you. I felt um, something for Jax that I hadn't felt before. It's like, is it, I don't know if it was like hope for the future or just like excitement that he's like truly excited about something that's like pure. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it felt, it felt weird to have that feeling it about felt him. Weird, yeah. But it, I, so I gave it that, gave that to him and I was just like, and okay. then it's like, yeah. And it's like, you can't cross the line. I'm absolutely not going to sit here and like, be like, what a, dick for being excited about his kid like of course like no 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 i'm so excited that he's excited for his kid but i'm i am just a little um cautious yeah i I, i'm excited from what i heard and i'm hopeful for them as a couple and as a family i doubt it (laughs) oh like 99 percent. like i i think it's gonna be great i don't think he realizes he can't play hockey or soccer or drama even as he said you know, you're not going to be able to do that for several years. Yeah, so, like you've got to wait till like the kid's Ronnie's age. You've I, got six years, dude. I'm really worried about those first few years. He's like, what do I even do with this sack of potato? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy too because like the one thing that I hate about being a mother is like when people um, like I'll come in like looking really tired or like ratchet someday and like the moms will be like, oh, you know, oh, you scared me. <laughs> um, and like the moms will be like, oh, you know, you should really enjoy this stage. It gets harder. And it's like it gets harder to have a 10 year old than to have a six year old and a two year old. I really doubt that. But I have found that it's true. Like it's there, you know, the the infant stage is something. And then as they like they actually do keep requiring care. Well, like you said <laughs> a couple of podcasts ago when you're like, no, it was the easiest and best when they were just the sack of potatoes in the bassinet or whatever because you didn't have to do anything I'm like yeah but that's when you're up all night you don't know though like a first time parent like for Brittany Stassi and Lala and Sheena they're not gonna know that that is like the best and easiest it's gonna be the hardest because yeah like you said you're you're not sleeping you're watching the baby you're you know you're a first-time mom the second baby yes 
that's it's nice because you know the drill, you know it's going to be okay. I but, worry um, most um, Stassi because she's such a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's like me. She likes to get a good 18 hours a day. I did like it. But you know what? Bo will 100% take care of it at uh, night. Yeah. He, I, True. He's going to be a great partner for her. And I think that that is more important to her than other things. And I think that she may be right for, you know, choosing that. And she may miss some of the other things that he's lacking or what I perceive as lacking. Um yeah, you guys have to go on our Facebook group, Andrew Pumperl's party Facebook group. Private, Do you know private close group with the poll of uh, Schwartz or Bo? Because did you answer? Bo's been posting some questionable. I'm like, this just it's just so opposite Stassi, and that's fine. Opposites often attract, but I'm like, can you, again, can you just try a little bit? Did I answer which one? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I always choose death, but I don't want to like. In this day and age, you can't like make fun of death, and yeah. So I didn't want to say that. If but you have to choose one, oh, I, I my answer like I don't even hesitate. It's Schwartz. Okay. I, I I I can't I can't with Bo. Yeah, um, that's what I'm leaning towards. And then I saw everyone's comments before we podcasted. I read everyone's comments. And some I was of the like, comments were very they made really good deep. arguments. Yes, like. Um, like Bo, Keely Bo was would like, try. Yeah, she was like, he's confident with himself, so he's going to be better in bed. And I was like, shit, good point. Good point. Um, he's more attentive, and you can trust him with the baby. Okay, good I point. Just, I can't. Like, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> and I can't. Like I and when I said without hesitation, Schwartz, I knew what that meant. I knew that that could possibly mean like, oh, Holly. This is, you know, this is such an experience that we're having, right? Like, and I have to be like, shut up, or, you know, like, or like, or oh, deeply connected, and I feel your soul, and oh, Bubba, I'm just, it's so sensual, and just, you know, like, or like, Bubba never lets me do this. <laughs> Bubba says, no, 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 no. I, I feel, I feel so good right now. I might even get another iguana. <laughs> I just don't see him being able to. I don't know. Do what he needs to do. But also the, the baby talk needs to stop. Like if you could, you know, some people will say, oh, if he just puts a bag over his head. Maybe babe, maybe it would be like, like a, a, how about a gag in his mouth? Maybe, maybe it'd be like a role playing thing that like maybe it would be hot. I don't know. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It but, wouldn't. <laughs> but 100%, like I, I don't think I could get over like tracing the mini tattoos on Bo or having like yes. a piece of his sweat it's like drip Ben Affleck's off of Ryan his Bailey hair. posted Ben Affleck's like tattoos and they're very Bo-esque props to you Ryan they're very Bo-esque and I'm like yeah I don't know if I, like I was they're never chaotic as fuck I was never a Ben Affleck person until Pearl Harbor and then Argo and I was like hmm I was never a Ben Affleck person until JLo got a hold of him okay well I was more of a Matt Damon girl, but it's like Brandon or Dylan, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, I just like it. So we should really review that time. I mean, that was a magical time in entertainment. <laughs> with the, with the, the Bentley and the pink diamond. I mean, he literally was walking around with like makeup on. You know what I mean? Like he was glammed And they called, out. they literally called the paparazzi everywhere. It was and it was inner. That's when I bought magazines all the time. I had a huge magazine addiction. You know, when they were together, that's when I lived down the street. When they were, he was always at Baja Fresh. 
<laughs> down the street from my house. Well, really? maybe that was just actually a little post JLo early Jennifer Garner because they were always there because they lived real close. And he, yeah. Anyways, when I saw Ryan post those things, I was like, oh, he has bow tattoos. So at the same time, okay, Lolly made a really good point in that thread. She's like, well, if we go back in time to sh- true Schwartz, yes, I'm 100% Schwartz. Do you remember, like, it, back in the day, he was the hunk. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, like, he wasn't underrated. Even a cast member. Yeah, wow, like, he's so cute, so handsome. He wasn't an OG. He was normal, kind, considerate, and he still is those things. He is. As in person, he, he, he will is, be the person you love. He's very charming. Yeah. Um, and warm, like Sandoval will be kind and um, gracious, but Schwartz will go that extra mile and be like, where are you from? Oh my God. And he'll relate to you. Where Sandoval will talk to you, whereas, you know, like Jax won't But he'll whatever. really talk to someone that he knows a little bit better. He likes right. to have like one thing in common like with Minnesota. you. Minnesota. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, T. Sandy, like he will, oh. he clicks up rather than kind of like being more open than Schwartz is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if we go up and like have something pointed to say, then we can have a combo. But like, I feel like there's a little wall there where he can't like that. There is. And he probably has to have it. Um, I've never really broken the ice with Sandoval. I've liked him. Like even when we first, first went way back seasons ago, even before we podcasted, he was, what did I always say? He was professional and courteous, not warm, Mm-hmm. But it was a whole game changer from Jax, who was none of the above. So I really appreciated Sandoval. He was what he should be. Yes. Professional oh, and courteous. I completely agree. Yeah, th- there's nothing to criticize about it. But if you're comparing him and Schwartz, there is a little bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's where Schwartz's strengths are. And I wish that they would have shown that a little bit last season, like what we saw them filming the season before of like that he – He's being um, trained to be that for the restaurant, to be what Guillermo is, to be what Peter is. Right. I think that's kind of an interesting journey for him. Like because when Guillermo came up to us, he's like, oh, thank you, ladies, for being part of the team. I'll, let me buy you drinks. And I was like, hell yeah, but you and Michaela had to go back to babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyways. Um, yeah, so I think, I mean... It was interesting because I watched Schwartz, uh, the Toms on Watch What Happens Live. It was a Zoom, but it was a multi-Zoom, so you didn't hear too much. But one of the quiz questions was, what would you change about Schwartz in business? Like, what could he do better in business? And it's like, hmm, there's probably a laundry list. But Sandoval answered it perfectly. He was like, I would teach him to say no more. Mm-hmm. And that I can see because I've heard that about like at BravoCon. Katie was like, come on, let's go, let's go. And, you know, she doesn't really like the fans or the limelight. Like we've experienced that. You know, she's kind and, and she she's just more withheld yeah, and introverted. And he wants to talk to everyone that wants to talk to him. And I can see that at the bar. We've seen that. Like he just can't say no. Yeah. And, and then he'll continue the conversation whereas Sandoval will pop in and be like oh yeah cool oh yeah cool let's take a shot let's take a picture but then he'll move on yeah because he looks like a man on a mission he has shit to do where Schwartz will just hang out and continue and it's like maybe you should move on Schwartz because there's a lot of people that want to talk to you but 
because the way he was raised and how he is, he f- he feels like sh- shady about doing that. I, I get where he's coming from. It's it's the Minnesota nice. Yeah, I and I've always thought that if I happen to become famous, that I would want to be kind and like he is too. And I think that that could get you into a little bit of trouble because you have to have your boundaries. And I'm not and, great. And at when saying, do you say sorry? Like I've got to, you know, and you shouldn't have to say that. You should just be like. Sorry, guys. Well, you know that happened when we had when we were filmed, and then these girls found out we were filmed, and then that we had a podcast, and then Schwartz had literally come back and said, "I want to talk to you guys like off camera because we were from Minnesota, whatever." Um, and he kept walking by and looking, but these girls kept they wouldn't leave. Yeah, like we did our oh hey yeah cool awesome blah blah blah, but then they just kept hanging around and then he felt like swarmed and so he's like he just kept walking by he's like i'll catch you later and then he tried again i'll catch you later so it's like i get it like just do your hello do your thing and then move on like don't occupy yeah someone for 20 minutes yeah 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 yeah. buy him a shot take the shot move on yeah totally but he is too he can't he can't draw that line and i think sandoval's better about that but yeah. in a polite way, not in a Jack's way. Speaking of Ben Affleck, that movie that he's filming right now is the one that Ronnie auditioned to be his daughter. <gasps> like, that's the movie. Oh. And I'm like, damn it, we could have been there. She looks like him. She, it would have been really cute. But it, um, I'm kind of excited to see the movie because what she auditioned for was like super dark. Like, I don't know if she technically was ready for it. You know what I mean? Like, she basically said she saw someone that he killed, you know? Well, and, like, I don't want to crucify the person that got it instead of her. Like, my sister was up for the role in Father of the Bride. <gasps> and so I can crucify Kimberly Paisley um, <laughs> because I was like, <laughs> my sister could have had that role. She would have been better. It's like, no, she was great in that role. But it's like, she's an adult. I'm not going to go crucify like this no. other little girl like ronnie would have been better oh like, no well, we'll, no we'll no we'll say no, it behind no. her back but not no <laughs> I, it's just exciting that she got to do you know what i yeah, mean like, it's just fun to fun. like know the project and then be like and get to watch it and be like oh my gosh For that's sure. so cool you know super fun yeah okay the other thing um katie and jacks talked about were their hangovers and he's like oh you know like i lay in bed for three hours and i just stuff my face He's like, but when I'm not hungover, I just pop an Adderall and I clean the house. I'm like, okay, so you're still popping Adderall. Yeah. Cool. Um, But his hangover regimen is a raisin bagel, a turkey, and a Mexican Coke. Okay, ever since he said that, I legit cannot stop thinking about it and I have to have it. <laughs> every time, every time someone talks about food on a podcast, like, and they, if they describe it in detail, like, I'm done. Like, on Salt Lake City, that bitch keeps talking about, like, her, her like, Diet Cokes, like the Sonic Diet Coke. I went and got a Sonic Diet Coke and it is so good. You're like a commercial person. I'm an infomercial. Like, I don't, I've never watched. QVC or what's the other one? Um, HSN. Yeah, I've never watched those or bought anything, but I have purchased a hell of a lot of shit off infomercials, like starting way back when with Ron Papil's Pasta Maker to knives to, um, oh, I bought a treadmill because Blair from Facts of Life was selling it and I, I liked her. I was a Blair girl. I know. Judge me. Judge me. 
also like Kelly Taylor. Okay. Judge me. Wasn't a big Brenda fan. Um, but I get it. I will, uh, I will justify his raisin bagel with Turkey because you know, the baker across the street. Yeah. They make this like tuna salad sandwich on this cranberry pecan bread. And you know, they bake their bread every morning, right? Yeah. Kills me. It's like they, this bakery opened up across the street, literally when I decided to go keto, I'm like, really? And then they decided to add, you know, wood oven or stone oven or wood oven pizzas um, on special nights. I'm like, you are killing me. The smell is wafting into my house. Oh, man. It, But it's so good. I guess if you think about Thanksgiving, kind of like when people put turkey and cranberry on a sandwich or whatever. Um, Julia loves that from Panera, the um, turkey, I cranberry. I always get a cranberry bagel. There, By me and Julia's old work, there was a Brugger's and they had like an awesome lunch special. You could get like a bagel sandwich and a I've little cup there. of soup. And it was amazing. It was like four ninety five or some shit. It was wow. awesome. So we'd go there with our little water cup and but um <laughs> the the raisin bagel had like i just now i just have to try it no. like i'm gonna sub and i think cranberry raisin same thing but i want to try it and no. mexican coke nothing better than mexican coke what i love eating a mexican coke with and oh my god i haven't done this in years same since i worked with julia is i would go to sprinkles and i would get a vanilla cupcake and a mexican coke OMG. Sounds super sweet. It's so the the um Sounds coke like spoon cuts it. Full of sugar. But is it Mexican so, coke sweeter? No, it's spicy. Oh, okay. It's not really but like you know it hits the back of the fr- throat in a different way. I don't know. Yeah, no, it cuts it. Yeah. No, cuz I like that. I like that dichotomy of of cutting the sugar with the spice. Like well, I'm not a big margarita fan, but if I am going to have one, I'm going to have the spicy margarita preferably spicy skinny but you know i need something to cut i can't have the sweet and sour and i I need a spice to cut it so yeah same theory as i am getting older i like that too but i also like you said i love the sweet like i love a midori sour i love um you know you should put jalapeno on that that would be good I'm starting to like the spice a little more, but most of the time tahine like a midori sour with a tahine the hell is a tahine Tahine, the spice, the come on. That's like that. Like, what the hell was Shannon talking about with her thing? What What was that word she was using? A uh, um... tincture. <laughs> okay, all right. In Kelly Dodd's defense, had I not dated Sage Man, I would have not have known what a tincture is. However, I thought it was like the little things that I collected that you get me when you go on like trips. Those are thin. <laughs> <laughs> those are thimbles. Meant for sewing. I don't know what they're used in sewing, but it's like a sewing thing. Those are thimbles. A tincture is a a little concoction of like a five hour energy, but more herbal. <laughs> like a five hour energy, but healthful. Like it's with ginger and lemon or garlic or turmeric to heal you and cleanse you and detoxify you and make you and and fight immunity to fight off everything. Like I thought I felt something come on. So I got a couple of those. (laughs) Had I, I no, literally that word. I know you're with Kelly dot. It sounds like sphincter. Why would you name something tincture? 
No, literally, I dated this guy that sold sage on Venice Beach. Okay, he had a bus fueled by diesel oil that he would literally go to restaurants and ask for their leftover fryer oil to fuel his diesel bus. That was a renovated school bus. Wow, this guy was really ahead of his time. Actually, he really was. But he would make tinctures, and then he would go to this famous guy. It's a famous doctor, actually, in Venice Beach. He's legit. But he would. He's like, how do you know who? Not know who Doctor Steve or. Tobias is or whatever. I don't know. Whoever the guy is. Um, and I'm like, what is this tincture you're making in this thing? But it would be like sage and lemongrass. Did and you try him? Turmeric. And yeah, because anytime I thought I had a cold, they'd be like, you need to take this. And <laughs> fucking worked. Hmm. So literally, and then like Julia's son got in a motocross accident. And he's like, I was with him at the time. And he was like, he needs to eat some jalapenos. And... Um, drink like a, a turmeric, blah, 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 and it'll heal him so he doesn't get an infection. And But honestly, my takeaway from that relationship is, okay, hmm, okay, let's just, I'm not going to go there with COVID, but uh, as you guys have probably heard for years and years and years and years, anytime I feel something going on, what I do is I eat raw garlic, ginger, uh, echinacea, blah, blah, that kind of stems from him. And I'm sorry, it always fucking works. I've been trying to tell everyone, I'm like, they're like, how do you eat raw garlic? I'm like, I've told you a thousand times, you chop it up, you melt some cheese on some bread, then you put the raw garlic in there and you toss it back like a fucking garlic cheese roll. But it needs to be raw because when you microwave something, you just kill everything. Yeah. Um, you could put it in the oven and, you know, but, you know, like any vegetable, everything is most potent when it's raw. Mm-hmm. So you just got to take one for the team. Yeah, you might smell it garlic for the rest of the day, but isn't your life worth that? Yeah. So, I mean. Also, it keeps vampires away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, if if you don't want to fight off, like, you know, I don't know, the flu or the cold or COVID. If you're just interested in fighting off vampires, try it. Yeah. Just saying it's worked. But knock on wood. Fortunately for me, I killed a couple trees because I print out my notes so I can knock on my paper because paper comes from wood. Holly, you can't knock on your phone, so. But I can knock on this tray. Yes. <laughs> it's really. We set, up, we, we set up our podcast equipment on a TV tray. And <laughs> another thing like that, like uh, someone posted this um, this thing on Facebook. It was hilarious. It was like back in the 50s or some shit like these. Uh, it's all these women posing by their tree. And it was like badass trees with like tinsel and like, you know, like the full on retro looking trees. Not mm-hmm. like um, and some of them in the background had like the TV trays, you know, like all stacked up like yeah. deluxe ones. Why aren't those still a thing? Oh, the the cool vintage metal ones. Yes. They're, they're the, so cool. Bring them back. Yeah. They're bringing back the razor phone. They can bring back TV trays. Wait, what? What? They are. <laughs> Screech. What? Yes. It's all over TikTok. I want it. Well, <laughs> I don't want it because guess what? I already have two. <laughs> not willing to part with them much less much less like a lot of the other things i found in my garage i still have a juicy couture sidekick oh well there you go <laughs> i just sold some um stripper shoes from 2005 on poshmark for 
a nice little price. No, you guys. Were you a stripper in 2005? No, I wasn't. But my sister had a lingerie company and they would wear stripper shoes in the photo shoots. So they were only worn once. They've been in a suitcase for 15 years and they're primo. They're like ready to go. They're brand new. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't know they were there. Well, let's try to sell them. I mean, no sense throwing them away. Yeah. I mean, what's, what am I going to do? I mean, it would be. That would be wasteful. Yeah. Like, so it's good that, yeah. No, I'll I. Give them away, but really at a garage sale, do I want a blanket full of stripper shoes? And the whole yeah. neighborhood comes around like, oh, we get it now. No, She's always yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a specialty I mean, item. Nothing wrong with it, but like they're very good. Um, okay. What else has been going on? Well, hmm. I, I did sign up for Ariana and Tom's cocktail af party uh holiday party on december 10th i am i'm sure heather probably did too i'm kind of excited they said there's games there's qa there's special guests there's a special cocktail recipe contest how to make home cocktails i'm like it actually sounds kind of fun yeah cute i'm into games so i signed up for that um I'm interested in talking to her about their partnership with Gardenuity. That sounds interesting. She may talk to us about it. TBD. Um, Sandoval was on Watch What Happens Live. And I guess this must have been on the after show because I didn't see this on the actual live show. And, you know, do we ever go on and watch the after show? Mm-mm. Because why? Because someone always recaps it. But I guess on that, someone asked him about Kristen's book. And he was like, I don't even know where to begin with that book. I think she was just trying to sell copies. And then he's like, I read that part. It was just uh, a lot of inconsistencies. First and foremost, being our our computer was in our living room. And we always had a roommate. I don't think I remember Christian ever owning lingerie either. Oh, because I think there was that part where he was so addicted to like video games or something on their computer and she, they hadn't had sex in a couple of weeks. So she came out in um, lingerie and tried to give him a blow job and he was like, pushed her away. And he's like, I don't remember that. I mean, you know, yeah. Who's going to remember something so long ago either way. Like maybe she remembers it one way. He remembers it differently. Who knows? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Everyone kind of has their own story, right? Yeah. So she told but her it would truth, be but it would be frustrating to like read something and be like that's completely em- embellished. Do you know what like I mean? That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It did, or it didn't happen that way. So maybe that was, you know, that's her perception though. Because honestly, a lot of things happen in relationships where you're like, you really read into things. You're like, oh, because the oh, you meant it that way, or, or, and so she took it that way. Whereas he was probably just like, maybe they just had a fight, or maybe he didn't realize what she was doing, or maybe he was just so engaged in his. Maybe he was about to hit the triple apple on Pac-Man or something, you know, yeah. just saying, or the peach. Who knows? Yeah, he didn't mean to be dismissive like that. It just happened. Yeah, and then he, she felt I like mean, that. He does seem very considerate and mm-hmm. not dismissive like that. But then again, you know, they were on edge for so many years that who knows? But I, it's fine. He was able to rebut a little portion that he heard about because to each your own, you could throw it out there. Of course, someone has the, the right to rebut it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stasi is uh very back to actively posting. Mhm. Like daily. So 
And also, um, asking uh, her, um, what what are the your followers on Instagram to um, to DM her and stuff, which she never does. Oh wow, because she's never answered anybody, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I found that interesting. We're not even talking about us. We're talking about all of you guys that. You know how a lot of you guys were like, oh, my God, I'm so excited Sheena DM me back. It's like, yeah, that's what she does because she gets it. Ariana will. Um, not so much Kristen, not so much Stassi. I, I, well, I don't know about Katie because have we ever even tried? <laughs> yeah. Probably not. I, just, I think she has. I don't know. Um, but I do know that Stassi reads the messages because um, a perfect example was this week um, – one of our listeners messaged me and said that um, she lives in the same neighborhood as Stassi. And you know how they have like the neighborhood apps. Um, and someone posted, they're like, Hey, I got this package was delivered wrong. Does anyone know who it, who it is? And I think and it was addressed to like, I think it was like S Clark or something like that. And um, one of the girls emailed me and she's like, do you think it's Stassi? I'm like, that's her. That's it. That yes. Yeah. And so she messaged Bo to be like, dude, there's like four Sephora packages at this woman's house. You, oh. need, you should like message her. Sephora. So then, so then I messaged Stassi and I was like, Stassi, there's your packages are going to someone, you know, in your neighborhood, have Bo check his messages and boom, they checked the messages so i don't know i don't know if she reads it and just doesn't reply or or what the deal is but that's the thing it's like you should reply you you yeah. always probably should have could have would have and now i mean it's just i guess you do it your way but i feel like she's gearing up she's consistent she's consistent in that she's never done it you know what i mean like it's just like well she posted a oh i miss these days back to her live show she posted that clip she's posting daily now She's now on a podcast, you know, went on Katie's. I feel like she's gearing up. Well, she's not going to be able to gear up, though. She's having a baby any week. That's why she's gearing up, because she'll be posting on that. Yeah. She'll try to, like, Rachel Zoe it and be like, look now. I'm a mom. You Like, maybe you thought it was annoying or whatever, but we're over it because I'm a baby. So you, or a baby mama, so you can't, like, rip on me because I'm talking about my baby. Yeah. Like, that's how she's going to do it. She's like, you can't rip on me because I'm talking about mom shit. Yeah. That's the, that is actually quite the smart angle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what, what's her PR, uh, name, whatever. You might want to fire him and hire me because really that would be the angle to take. And, but don't hire me. I feel like it's like, like devil gate or something. Like, what is it called? Like, (laughs) it's pretty much the, (laughs) pretty much the AKA as, (laughs) um, but yeah, I, I mean, I go back and forth with it because I'm like, I don't want her to be silenced. I don't want her to like ha- to have her career ended or whatever. And I want her to be able to speak to her people. But um, yeah, it is, it's a little bit hard seeing her pivot and just kind of. It's like, okay, that was enough time. Just go on. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, that's yeah. what I felt like. It wasn't really a transition outside of like maybe Tamron Hall, but, which bombed, which was terrible. So maybe that's time to be quiet again. But all of a sudden it was like, okay, six months. That's good. Time's up. I'm going to like. Have you noticed that um, the articles that have been pumping out, um, you know, some some of them are 
you know, some of the articles would be dumb about Vanderpump rules. It could be stuff that we knew weeks ago or whatever, and then they'd write an article about it. But I've been noticing lately that every single article is based off of a podcast because that's all they have to go off now, which I think is so interesting that literally like we are the form of media that is quoted for all the Vanderpump rules things. Yeah. Um, and I found it interesting that someone wrote an article and they were like, Stassi, um, Stassi um, having to shop at Target because she's poor now, making fun of the fact that she is unemployed um, from Vanderpump Rules. And people, without reading the article, were like, Target's not for poor people. That's messed up. Da, 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 da. Like going off. But like, that's not at all how she that's said not, it. Yeah, no. So I thought that was really frustrating. And I could see how that's why Stassi doesn't comment to people and she doesn't get involved because it's like it's stupid. However, however it was a lie because first of all, I found it hard to believe she hasn't been in a store for nine months. And I saw her and both live stories. First time in a store. It feels so good. I'm going to shop the hell. I'm going to buy everything. First time in a store. And I'm like, it's not your first time in the store. You've been uh, store. You've been filmed at the Grove. She was filmed on Rodeo Drive. Uh, not Barney's, but Neiman Marcus. Neiman's. I'm like, you've been photographed shopping at the... This is not your first time in a store. Yeah, okay. that was really bizarre. Maybe you haven't been to Target in nine months, but she literally said on her thing... Oh my God, I haven't been to a store in nine months. I'm going to buy everything. I think she was trying to make herself look relatable and humble by like, I'm at Target. I'm so excited. It's my first outing. Look how responsible I've been. I haven't been out. I've only shopped on Amazon. And it's like, that's not true though. You're trying to relate to the regular people. That's my biggest problem with everybody who acts like that. It's like... Come on. Like we see what you do. Like it's it's I think it's relatable to to that you've gone out to do things. Like not even, you know, it could be something essential, but like we have to get things done. We still have to live our lives. So for her to act like she wasn't, uh, yeah, that was like yeah. very That's bullshit. And they've had workers in their house this entire time. Oh, yeah. And both stories um and they're right there. Yeah. They're all close together. They're right and there. And that's been since March. And they've been at the Grove photographed and all close. It's like, come on. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nice try. So. And then all gathering together at each other's houses constantly, too. Uh And uh, gender reveal parties, this, that. Halloween party that she had. And it's like, oh, okay. Lala and Randall came. Guess what? They've been on planes going to Puerto Rico. They're getting. Yeah. Their kids have been to camp. Right. It's like, oh, we're getting tested every three days. It's like. there's a cycle you know yeah it's just and especially like being pregnant like the fact that sheena is not getting together with her mom and her sister her sister who she quarantined with and her mom who she saw you know safely like that speaks volumes for someone that she got a lot of shit at the beginning not taking it seriously okay she's pregnant she's taking so didn't she just get a bunch of shit for going to a football game Sheena, I, I, that was oh, another I, that was another article that I didn't even pop it open because uh, it said it. it said like Sheena receives backlash from going to a football game while pregnant. Um, but again, knowing you, you can't go to a football game here. Well, she did. Well, if you can, there's like five people, and you're 
distance the fuck out of like there's a, a few stadiums that are allowing it like the chiefs but every person unless you're like together like you know a, a couple or whatever you're like fucking 500 yards away yeah um it was it was her family like her whole family and yeah. they invited her you know and i mean it's kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity like i don't think i would turn it down either yeah and as long as i feel like as long as you are as safe as possible then you do what is best for you you do what is best for you and she obviously felt safe and again i felt like that was a very misleading article because it made it sound like she was at this whooping football game but it was like it was very private and you know i don't know how private or yeah, if I would have done it, but like that's I didn't see it. I, I, if I saw it, I would comment on it. I didn't. Yeah, see I it, but... I didn't really either. But same thing. It's like you. It, it's just like it is a different degree when you're pregnant, and but that is everyone's choice. Like Stassi can choose to do what she wants. Sheena can choose to do what she wants. And Lala, good for you. Like it's yeah. it's fine. But don't lie about it. Yeah. So she's probably not denying if she, if she did do that, she's not denying it. She's choosing right now to not even be around her sister and her mom who they've been quarantined. Um, cool. Make that choice. She's probably not lying about what she's done in the last couple months. Stassi, don't say this is your first time out at a store ever. And so you're going to buy the, buy everything. It's like you have though. So anyways. Yeah. Okay, well, I don't have anything else on VPR. Let's jump into... OC? Yeah, OC. I mean, you guys, we're just going to lightly We're just going to tap on it because... Um, tap on OC and Salt Lake, and then we'll be done with ya. Yes. Um, okay, so this episode was all about the vow renewal. Yeah. Started with creepy bed scene with Kelly and Rick. <laughs> now, when um, Sarah and I first said that we were going to start tackling OC, you know, I said, Oh, you know, my friends are friends with Bronwyn and you have, mm-hmm. you know, people too. And I was like, you know, I know they did a vow renewal. And like at the time you were like, really? Because it was their relationship was kind of like on the rocks and it just seemed like that would be a nail in a coffin sort of situation as history has shown. So, um, with vow renewals on a housewife franchise, any franchise, it's the nail in the coffin. And while this was filmed before, now what we know now, she's a, well, I got an update today. No, she's full on with this woman and he is very much gone and out of the house. I'm like, well, on Instagram, it makes it seem like, oh, they're still married. They're just taking some time apart. But the the mommy group, it is a mommy group, like one you would belong to. They're like, oh, no, the, they're all, oh, no, it's done. Huh. Don't get a vow renewal, people. Yeah. At least not on camera. Yeah. Chad was like, because um, our tenure was last year. Our 11th oh. is this year. Don't do it. And um, we always wanted to get, because, you know, we got married at a drive-thru. I so I always wanted like a, some something. It would be nice. But then what if Ronnie said something like her fucking kid said? Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay. So it starts out... Um, I started watching this today and I had to, um, I wrote in my notes, Sarah is going to have to tell this first part because I had to forward because I had my children in the room and Kelly was rolling around in the bed with her dude. So what, what happened during that? Well, he's just like, Oh, I I love taking care of you. I want to hang things on the wall for you. I want to take care of you. I want to make you happy. 
And she just keeps making dick references. She's like, no, he's great. He's this and that. She's like, but really? And she's pointing down. Like, I'm like, Kelly, she's like a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Like, it's funny when she does it, but it's like, you don't need to do it every time, Kelly. Like, we get it. Like, you like him. You get along great, whatever. But this guy, like, literally worships her. He's just like, I want to do everything for you. And I'm like. God, I want someone to say that to me. It's kind of like he's a successful Fox News reporter, whatever, flying back to New York all the time, moving, trying to relocate from Fox News from New York to L.A. to be with her. Like one would think the housewife would go to. But no, no, he's doing everything. Wow. He's literally like, I want to hang pictures on the wall for you. I want to do anything to make you happy. And she's like, well, it's good. He's like, I think I love you more than you love me. She's like, well, that's the way it should be. A guy should love a girl more than the girl loves a guy. And I'm like, damn, she got some power. (laughs) Yeah. Dang. So, yeah, I understand why you'd want to turn that off. Yeah. So I was just like, I will go ahead and let Sarah fill that part in. So then we go over to um, Emily and Gina, who are doing a workout in Dana Point, if anyone was wondering where that was. Um, yeah, I mean, that was kind of a boring scene. But I I mean, I love see I I love Gina in her new confessional look with her bobbed hair. I think she looks great. And she's like, I used to be really fit in her accent. But I'm like, you'll still look great. She's like, so what? I'm in a happy relationship. I'm going to eat this Twinkie if I want to. And I'm like, do it. Like, you're happy. Yeah, I find myself, like, sometimes I hate Gina. And then sometimes I like Gina. She's, like, relatable. And then she's annoying. It's, like, both, you know? But I think, like, we all have those friends that, like, are fun. But then you're like, God, like, I need a break. Like, you know? (laughs) Well, I really like her this season. Like, I mean, I, I've liked her before. She hasn't been my favorite, but I've liked her. But I'm really like her now because she's just really the way she is. Even though her and Brownwood did never, they never got along. But she's like, she realizes the importance. She's like, I will be your sober friend at this important event. If you don't have anyone else to go to, like she does it. You know, she got yes. it because she and had a DUI with her kids. Yes. And, like, so she gets the importance of and it. And the fact that she kept her word, I thought made yeah. her like so attractive as a friend. Like that was so nice. And wanted to get up at 7 a.m. in Palm Springs and go to an AA meeting with her. Like, yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. I just I thought that. And it was, I thought she spoke so kindly about the whole situation. You know, like, it can't be easy standing up to Shannon about something like that when she's sitting there rolling her eyes and carrying on, you know. And I thought she did a really good job of well, why they laying even, it out there. Why you know? they even ask her about, she went to an AA meeting with Bronwyn. It's like, um, that shit should be private. Like, don't ask her about did it. Did she share? And don't like, talk. No, she didn't. But it's like, you shouldn't even probably bring this up on camera. It's a private anonymous yeah like, but she did share and she shared that she shared like that is very and then shannon just was like sh- shannon has no poker face she was just pissed and yeah. fuming the whole time well she didn't apologize to me and blah 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 but like it's all about her yeah um did you go to the parker with me yes okay i mean for me it's always super overrated you liked it it wasn't overrated for me um, I mean, I still have the Hermes soap that Kelly referenced. I still have that in my bathroom because it did smell really good. But I keep it in the plastic because like, I'm like, one day I'll use it. It's such like a mid-century Palm Springs fantasy location. But I'll just... Okay, they the pool looked 
nice, I guess, on on the show. Because no one was sitting there, but it's packed as hell it and it's sucked. gross. It's horrible. It's half that size it looked on TV. It's packed. You can't get a chair. You have to go to the other tiny, tiny little pool. The only reason it looked like that. And have a chair on the grass. Yeah, the only reason it looked like that is because it was raining. Um, yes, I and will empty agree and filming. with you on that. It's kind. It's like... I feel like the Parker is like the who's who of like staying. Like it's like super cool to stay there, but there are more comfortable accommodations for Palm Springs. And more historic ones. Where like, you know, the focus is more on the pool and yeah, it it is lacking a little bit. There's two different things. So there is more focus on the pool and other Palm Springs places. Those Mm -hmm. might be newer places, but I've stayed at like the old school place where like, Frank Sinatra pulled up in his um har or his motorcycle or Anne Margaret or whatever and like that pool was also um just like a, a big square pool but they had enough land and chairs and the yellow umbrellas it was very and then it's like the the old um arches and everything like very very Spanish um the Parker is like it's just like hidden little enclaves and like the pools suck and I mean, I thought the room was just like, you've also been to two bunch with me. Like, I don't know. I wasn't really, I didn't think it was, I mean, we had, we did have that big, what was it? Like a canopy. I think I was chair. also like so impressed with it because I could never in my wildest dreams afford it because it's, I feel like it's very pricey for what it is. And I think if I was paying it's that, overpriced. Then I may feel differently, you know, because it's like I could get a lot more. I could be in a suite somewhere else. Oh, yeah. And, you know, have a lot, uh, uh, just a, a better experience. Well, there was a reality show, The Parker, and it was okay. It wasn't great. Obviously, it wasn't picked up after six seasons or some or six episodes. I was, I saw The Parker, the reality show first before I knew what The Parker was because they renamed it, right? So when I went there, I was very disappointed because I'd stayed at way better places in the Palm Springs area. So I was like, this is it. Now I remember. Yes, you were there because that's when Finn sent back the escargot. Mm-hmm. So my friend's kid was um, about six. Yeah. Ordered escargot and then he didn't find it up to his taste level. Didn't think it was good enough. So they sent a new one and he said, okay, this is much better. And I'm pretty sure the chef came out to consult with him. Yeah. What, what needed to be changed. And then he ordered his parents some Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Or seven, uh, and I was just seven, sitting there like horrified, like, oh my God, like I can't even like buy an app here. Like this is insane. <laughs> oh my God. No, but I mean, no, we, it's fine. It's fine. But I never felt compelled to stay there again. You know what I feel? Point. I feel like um, it photographs beautifully and yeah, it, it films beautifully. So the greenery and the shrubbery. For this i thought it was great i mean although they had to stay really tight i think in this yeah, because it's small the gr- the grounds are small they have little enclaves of you know the little thing here and there but it's small so it did need to be a tight shot yeah and they and they were staying really tight too because like i said i saw my two friends in the background multiple times did you but they were staying so tight oh, that um you know, like they really didn't veer from the actual characters. And for the record, I didn't know they were there. My friends uh, both had drinks in their hands the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting, too. Well, they served drinks as you walked in. Mm-hmm. But vodka, not tequila. Yeah. It's so weird for me because like I feel like I saw her, one of my friends drinking champagne. 
which I'm sure they'd serve that. Well, they too. served when they walked in. It was like a vodka, strawberry, cucumber kind of thick cocktail. And Shannon was like, "Oh, that sounds lovely." I mean, for me, like, yeah, I might prefer like, oh, if they're a gin and tonic, I'm like, yeah, I'll pass. But if like, I feel like I'm al- alcoholic, if it's like, I guess it maybe you just have one alcohol, like. I'll do vodka or I'll do wine or I'll have a beer or I'll, have, you know, if it's a specialty tequila thing, but like for them to have drinks and people holding drinks and serving drinks as they walk in, if you're freshly sober and then she had people flying in from Miami, it just seems like I understand, like she wanted to make it fun for everybody else, but that's a tough thing to do. Like maybe I'd either delay it until I was a little stronger in my sobriety or, but she just didn't want tequila there. I'm like, okay, well, for me, if I really wanted a drink and there was vodka here or wine there, but I want one of the wine. And if I really need a drink, maybe I'll make a vodka drink. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I absolutely cannot put my feet in her shoes because I, I mean, a lot of the times I will be a sober one at the party because I just, I just truly don't enjoy drinking. Like it's just not my thing. Yeah. But, um, I can't imagine if that's how you have fun and that's how you connect to being fun with your friends. That would be a huge temptation to be like, you'd start getting like paranoid and be like, am I being a stick in the mud right now? Like, should I just have a drink to like make everyone have a better time or, well, especially after what her mom said, but also that's the thing. It's like, it's not just, it's because all of your friends that you connect with, they're all doing it. Yeah. So regardless of what the type of alcohol is, I would think them drinking would be a trigger for me. Not the type of alcohol. Yeah. I guess that's my point. Yes. It would just be the letting loose and the having yeah. fun and you being paranoid that you're not fun. And the day before her mother just said, well, they probably don't think you as much fun. And then her, oh, we'll get into the mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You didn't watch last season, but it, I mean, we might as well talk about her now. So they go to the moms before and uh, she just was so awkwardly laughing at the wrong times and for extended periods of time she's like well you know i'm not talking to shannon right now (laughs) i like shannon (laughs) oh i live next door to shannon (laughs) or it's like well i'm talking to gina now (laughs) what i don't like gina she doesn't seem interested in me like i i kind of get brown when like her mom does seem fucking crazy and like not because of the way she looks, but her reactions. I and couldn't tell. She didn't like Gina because Gina didn't seem that interested in her. It was like, mm, you're very. It was almost. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that this whole weird season it was like built. But like they like really storied this together. I, I, I think that Bronwyn really is on a journey, but I can't help but notice the way it has been strategically put together each thing and how she's acting like I mean she has some big scenes here Mm -hmm. where you know she has a problem then she's battling it then her mom I mean this was like an award-winning performance with her her body language towards her mom she had her shoulders like it was so awkward she actually reacted correctly to what her mom how her mom was acting and saying I mean and I haven't been a big Brown One fan this season but like 
the, the shit her mom, the way her mom was behaving, I think her body reactions were right. Me too. No. And I think that's the thing, um, that like keeps that because last episode I was like, I'm done. I I don't, I don't care for her and I don't care about her journey. I don't care. But then she comes back and she'll, she'll say something redeeming and you're like, okay. Um, or when she opens up about how, you know, she wants to be a better mom. That's all she ever wanted to do. And like, this is what she like, you can't help but root for her. Like I am rooting for her. Right. And you are seeing all of these obstacles that she has in her way, her mother, her relationship with her husband that is so, you know, enabling or whatever. And then all of the children she has to deal with, you know, like it, it is a lot. And then living here in Orange County and keeping up and, and then trying to still be cool and still have friends. And like, it's, it's a lot. So I definitely feel for her. And, um, I didn't, jumping like way ahead I didn't get the feeling that I wanted to from this vow renewal I wanted to really I wanted like a big cliffhanger on why it's not working or something like that and I felt like it was very telling where it was just like dun 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 like they were just kind of like doing their obligation well you know I heard today but I I'm not going to read into this and no one get offended so the person that knows them that was at this party, you know, when um, her son did the drag thing and then he had a drag show. I guess Sean showed up at Jacob's drag show in red stiletto heels. Oh, yeah. That was all over. The- was it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, people. This is from the friend. Uh, <laughs> but was, was the friend at the party too? Your friend? Her mom was. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, well, I'd, oh, clearly I missed that article. I mean, I uh, for me, I would just assume if I heard that just as I heard it off the cuff today, he's just trying to support his son. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and who cares if it's also something different? Like, who cares? Yeah, like you do you. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the statement necklaces. I really enjoyed Emily's confessional about that. Oh my that. god, it's so funny. And then also like that big fish hook was like. It's so fucking ugly. I'm sorry. Like, okay, do your statement. But it was like, that is just not attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like I, I, I appreciate the meaning. I do. Yeah. And when I when I um met him, he was wearing it. Like he <laughs> the so, fish hook. Yeah. No. Uh. Oh, one of them. Yeah. Just like the statement necklace came in, and I was like, who is? I, I didn't know who they were at the time. You oh, know, so I was like, oh, he has a whole collection. Yeah. I was, but like. <laughs> You know, like maybe you wonder like on the weekend, like when they're going to Home Depot, does he wear that? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He does. Um, Emily said, she's like, I just thought he like one survivor. So he's just wearing the big emblem all the time. Okay. So let's talk for a second about um, Elizabeth. What did you think about all of that with um, Gina and um, 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 Emily bringing up the fact that she possibly wants to have a child, but Jimmy doesn't. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy's like, it's weird. We can't put his, put our finger on him. It's, it's like a weird sitch. You know, um, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but did you notice in um, their exchange when it was like, he's like, give me a, key. oh, they were, they were taking oh, a sip of champagne. Yes. 
did you notice that he seemed more comfortable intimacy wise, like of coming in for that kiss than her? Like she was so awkward with it. Like I felt like it was her energy that wasn't there. He actually was like willing to like be but like. But it was also like a father daughter kiss or a mother daughter kiss. It was like a. Pick, but pack. I but I feel like because she has such a wall up, like there's yeah. she there's something. I don't know that it's him. I think it may be her. Well, I'm with Gina on this, like Gina on the bus. She's like, for someone that can't talk about the divorce, that's all she seems to talk about. Yes. Or the money. And like, I want to give her a pass because I loved last week when she talked about her sister and addiction. So then she won me back again. But all she talks about is money. And then she like, she just, oh, oh, I had all these friends I brought on the yacht and then they went away. They and went I paid away. for everything. But it's I- like. You still live on the beach in Newport Beach. You still do all these things. All you talk about is money. Oh, I have million dollar trust for each of my nieces and nephews. And it's like, well, A, you still have money. B, that's all you talk about. Maybe they're not friends because that's all you fucking talk about. Yeah. It, it's a turnoff. There's something. I, I wonder if it's going to come out that she doesn't have that money. And like that, a renter, like a and Lynn, that, Lynn Cuffs Lynn yeah. or... Or uh, the Bellinos, the too. Bellinos. You know, like, I just, it feels like, because she's... She, well, even Shannon's saying, I'm a renter. She's kind of foreshadowed it even herself a little bit, where she's yeah. like, once that dries up, and it's like, did it dry up? Like, what? what's, you know, because... Well, she like, can't get divorced until, or she can't sell her company until she's divorced, because he'll a, get half. Like, why would he even want half? It sounds, something's up. Like, why would he want half if he's so rich? And we've seen him on Undercover Boss. Like, yes, he is legit rich. Why does he, why doesn't he just write you off? You know what? Because you are suing him for more money than than your company is worth. Mm -hmm. And that's why he is holding on to that to try and save himself money because he's now married with a baby Um, or has a new baby on the way and a fiance. That's why. He doesn't want your company yeah totally yeah so i definitely think it's like tbd on that whole sitch with those two but they're also sweet so like i don't wish any any ill will towards them it's just a little weird yeah for sure exactly okay so just to she reminds me of um dana ten thousand dollar sunglasses dana yeah you said that you're right yeah so we'll see yeah um, okay, so the only other thing that I kind of want to... Oh, wait, before um, Bronwyn's stepdad, who was hot as fuck. Hello. Oh, oh, I missed it. Oh, my God, you have to look at him. Okay. And then at the wedding, he's like straight out of Aria Speedwagon. Really? How did you not see this? Okay, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you after. Okay. Or if you're on a monologue, I'll pull it up. But anyways... Okay. He no, he's he's classic hot like where it's like a timeless hot where you were hot in the 80s, you're hot in the 90s, you're hot now, you're and then all of a sudden he's like cuz you saw him at the wedding, right? With the Aria Speedwagon hair and the hat. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't see him before? Oh, cuz you got to see your mother before. I saw yeah, I saw the mother. Okay, maybe you were looking at her and not him. It must have been, yeah. I was like, because I was like, is this where they're having the... I was very thrown off through that whole scene. Like it was... You would think they would have it there, but probably because the weirdness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyways. So 
Okay, the, the the speeches. Okay, so first of all, um, they have a drag queen do the um, officiating. Right. And, which is um, fine, but then... Which is fine, and then he... And then um, they... Accidentally, the... Were a little, like, as Gina said, a little tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, so it's announced, looks like everybody's had a couple drinks here. And it was like, He's like, and... Looks like the rest of us need to catch up. But it was like, awkward. And like the camera is so good at catching Bronwyn's reaction every time someone says drink. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's even like a little like ding that's played. Um, So I noticed that. Um, Okay, so then it's like Jacob, I guess, just kind of started the speeches. And then to save it, Bronwyn asked if anyone else wanted to speak. So he starts by saying, um, like, he kind of is giving each one of his parents, like, uh, um, you know, Mom, do you promise to always let Dad have Taco Bell and have Diet Cokes? You know, like, it was, like, supposed to be kitschy like that. But it took a real wrong turn. Well, he started with her saying... Dad, do you promise to love mom when she embezzles all your money and runs off? And and he's kind of like, this is awkward. He's like, well, as long as I can find her, yes, I'll forgive her, which was a nice answer. Then he takes it a step further and says, and dad, um, what, what was that one about? Like something about a 12-year-old. When, when dad becomes famous and he runs off with a 12-year-old American model, so a white American and why 12? Why 12? So you made him a pedophile and a, and like a racist kind of. And uh, that's f- fucking weird. And then everyone's like, what is going on here? And thank God, I think it was Elizabeth that broke the ice. But then they flash back to Jacob. He's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm not joking. I'm serious. Or he, he like doubled down. It was just very weird very weird situation yeah so um everyone was like literally you could see the audience like shifting in their seats like so uncomfortable and then um you know bronwyn's face was like completely just mortified and then as she should be um thank goodness she saved um she was like bella do you want to say anything to her to her daughter and she said something nice you know but and everyone's like oh she redeemed it but it was like that was it's one thing for your kid to say something awkward or bizarre or weird and you kind of laugh it off. But it was like, that was cutting and, and icky and weird. Like she's going to steal your money and take off and bow. And then you're going to run off with a 12 year. I was like, it was just, it was like a little too close to home. Like it was, just weird. It was like, it was, just... it was like, like, um, like he'd been sitting in his room thinking of that kind of thinking he's really funny yeah but it's not funny and that's sad like you don't want to say that about a kid like i yeah imagine like if he really was trying to tell a joke and now we're all talking about it on tv like it's horrible what was he thinking yeah it it wasn't there wasn't anything that was remotely funny no that sucks i wish it would have i wish it would have been funny because that would have been fun to laugh but it he could have said if she embezzled your money and took off on a sailboat and then like, oh, her dad became famous and ran off with the model. But, like, he had to make it a 12-year-old and then an American. Yeah, like, he got, it was just so specific. He got too detailed. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. Um, and then, you know, the... It, um, the... Like, kids... All of his kids are less than 12, except for, like, two of them. Yeah. Cohen I, and Hazel. Or maybe yeah, Kurt. I wanted to hear from <laughs> Rowan. But, um... 
Rowan is dying to be heard. Rowan is in every scene. She is dying to be on the show. She's in every scene. She's a scene scene stealer. I want to hear from her. I've never seen Bella. I think Rowan is the one that's dying to be on the show, as is Jacob. The rest, don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, And then in the coming scenes, I died when um, Kelly said that uh, Bronwyn's kids all have lice. And and they're seen like hugging their heads close together with like the lice head touching their head. (laughs) Well... That's kind of funny for a new perf each mommy group. I mean, I kind of have to laugh a little bit at that. Yeah. Um, yikes, man. Yikes. Uh, I did think Shannon completely over. I think Kelly mis- obviously misunderstood um, Shannon and her lemonade tincture. Um, I think she just thought, oh, it's some kind of immunity water because Kelly didn't know what a tincture is, as do you did not. Julia did not. A lot of people don't. Like, again, I, I wouldn't have known either had I it not been in that like, world. It sounds like something that is like that a fairy would drink. Like a literal fairy, like a tooth fairy. I guess, or like a medical situation, like an enema or something. But, yeah. But anyways, it's clearly, it's very different. It's like one of those little power shots. Okay, I mean, oh, if you go to Nectar and it, you get the little power yeah, shot. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. That's like a tincture. It sounds cool, but I, I don't know that it's the best business idea. Um, I mean, it's already been done like a billion and a thousand times, but, and I would just go to Nectar. I wouldn't o- order from Shannon Bedore off QVC or yeah. wh- whatever the fuck she's on. Shannon Storms Bedore. Um, Oh, because my local bakery across the street, they also have them. So when I felt, I was like, hmm, am I feeling a certain sort of way? I'm like, I'm going to power up. So I did my garlic. I did my echinacea. I'm like, I'm going to power up. So I went and got some power shots. They're technically little tinctures. You know, like if you go to a juice bar and you said, add me the immunity boost. That's basically what a tincture is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. So I understand that Kelly misunderstood but the way Shannon reacted was like, can you? And, she, and then like they're about to come down the aisle. Can you believe it? She just, who would do that? But it's like, and you could see the guy and their kids just rolling. And they're like, shut up. Let it go. Let, I can't believe she thought I would do this. And then Kelly Dodd, I would never. And I was like, just fucking move. It's not that big of a deal. When, yeah. she, when she explained it, she was like, oh. And she told her business partner, I misunderstood. I thought it was a water. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. I was like, Granted, I will give it to Shannon on the tequila versus Kelly walking right in with the tequila bottle. Oh, my god! And then not only walking in with it, but then pointing it out to Bronwyn. I guess I'm not supposed to bring this. But I was like, Kelly, you couldn't have thrown it in your handbag or your rolly. You know, I appreciate. <laughs> I actually like wrote my notes. I like that she just came clean about it right out in the open. But I did not like that. She said, I didn't know it was your trigger when she clearly did. And they got off at the liquor store. I'm not a quitter. So you're making fun of it, first of all, which is not cool. What? So a diabetic's not going to have cake at their wedding. Yeah. That's so offensive. You know, who's really growing on me is Shane. You know what? They (laughs) Shane is finally getting a good edit. Yeah. Fine. He's got some humor but then when it was important, he's like, well, you can't really make fun of someone when they have a real issue. He's like, it's kind of wrong, but he stayed out of it. What about- and he had his headphones on looking out the window. I'm like, I'm digging a Shane right now. Or like, what about when they ordered room service and he oh. couldn't open the bottle? 
That was great. And I really appreciate Gina hauling her own ass food over there. Yeah. And what I would order, French onion soup and a Caesar salad. I'm like, you go, bitches. And they're all fucking eating. Oh, the one scene I did think was brilliant. Never thought about this in my life. You know how those room service ketchup bottles, mustard, mayo, you're like, gung, 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 and you're trying to like dump the shit out, shake them to just get like a tablespoon out of those fucking miniature just bottles. Just dip your fucking fries in there. I didn't know that. I, Me too. My mind was blown when I saw that and I was like. Was it? I was blown. I was yeah. like, wow. Like, dude, why didn't I ever do that? Like we get those all the time. And we're always like, fuck. fuck oof, yeah. Oof, <laughs> yeah. And they're kind of like so cute. You don't want to like F them up, but. And you're not going to share it because there's not enough to share anyway. So right. you might as well just double dip yourself. Yeah. I'd be doing it with the mayo bottle, but it's because I'm a, a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's very French. Okay. Watch Pulp Fiction. It's very Dutch too, actually. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. I'm very European. Um, okay. Let's Salt Lake City it. Okay. So. Doo, doo, doo. We'll just recap highly. Okay, both Holly and I have been confused with Meredith and Lisa. Is, the casting is a little... Hmm. Now I get it because I've, I've watched, and probably I know you've watched both, but I watched both a couple times. Um, so now I, I finally have it figured out. Um, Meredith, I think, is pretty boring, and I felt bad for her husband, and I, I'm all about like... Hey, we don't like trust. Like you don't need to go through each other's phones, but I also like that he's like, "Here. Here's my phone. Go through it." And then she still wouldn't and then he was like, "Oh, I appreciate the eye contact cuz usually she's staring at her phone, which I imagine is probably you and Chad's argument." Mm. Oh, no, maybe not. He's probably looking at his phone too. Yeah. Okay. So fair. Equal equal. Yeah. But I mean, I just thought my biggest she thing She was so like she would not give it to him and I'm like, "Hmm." Okay. I mean, like, you shouldn't have to go through each other's phones. No, I'm not that's that a person. that's a big red flag, too. I mean, that just doesn't make you feel good. You know no. what I mean? Like, if you are asking something, you are ho- you want to hope that your partner's just like, okay, like, why are you feeling like this? Like, let's yeah. talk about it. So I would never ask or want to do that. But if someone asked me, I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, I would, I would feel like... um Slighted. Like, oh, you don't trust me? But I'll be like, here, then. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, like he had nothing to hide or something. Exactly. I don't know, but I just haven't really been compelled with them anyway, so I don't really care. Yeah. Um, I am pretty invested in like Brooks, though. Like in like the dynamics between him and his mom, like seems, I don't know, there's something there for sure. Who's Brooks? His, her son. Oh, okay. The new, the better Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like, mm, flashback. Yeah, we'll see. There's some coming attractions on that. Um, yeah, he definitely... I feel like he's like the standout star. Like in that, like when they cut to that family, it's like, okay, like what's Brooks going to do? Yeah, well, clearly next week he is. Yeah. Um, Lisa, I find very annoying and cocky, not really a fan and just like... I feel like how Heather and Whitney feel. Just she's above them disrespectful or just just like not even disrespectful like well she said it herself you're not important enough for me to judge it's like the lisa to stassi you're not important enough for me to hate 
And it was like, oh, wow, there it is. You're not important enough to me to judge. Yeah, that's it's like, up. And who the fuck are you? Yeah. You, you have lived in Utah, you said, since 17. And like, they're in, here's what I loved. When they're on the ski slopes, the only people that actually know how to ski are in normal fucking outfits. Whitney is like this young, cute girl, and she's in like this ugly brown, probably warm outfit. All the other girls, leopard or mirrors, or they're in these outfits. I loved the leopard outfit. Just to be out. See, I don't like the leopard. I like the mirrored one. But all the girls in outfits couldn't even get down the bunny hill. And all the girls in like boring, plain ass shit were like shredding the hills. I mean, <laughs> I would not have even agreed to film that scene if I didn't know how to ski. Like, there's no way that I would be well, they like. They wanted to get filmed in a cute outfit. Yeah. But I mean, I that's humiliating that to be on the bunny hill in my opinion living in utah yeah well it's it's for as long as they did yeah it's crazy you know because yeah so okay i liked um i liked when whitney confronted lisa but like nicely like she appreciated the gift but she wanted i i felt like she wanted to give her heads up like well because like she probably shouldn't just said sent her own bartenders with the cocktail or with the tequila, but maybe she wanted to make sure they made it right. And so she was just letting her know like, Hey, just so you know, they got fucked up and they, they drank, they, they broke a bunch of shit. Like I would want her to know as well, because if she's so big, you know, she's top shelf tequila, um, LOL. Uh, if she's sponsoring huge events, red carpet, um, Park City, Sundance, she's sponsoring these huge events and this is who she's hiring. She should know how they're behaving, right? So I think Whitney did her a favor, but instead Lisa got all defensive. And in Lisa's defense, I would be like, bitch, it was free. Yeah, I I feel like I also would have had the reaction that Lisa did, except for I think I would have disengaged at, um, like I wouldn't have taken on the bartender's actions as my own. I would have been like, like how she, she tried to say it where she's like, I'll never hire them again. Right. But it was like, just let it go. Like, just be this, like move on. You know, you did something really nice and that's it. Well, and then, yeah. Cause Whitney said, well, then they took our private stock. She's like, well, that's probably cause they were out of ours. And she's like, no, this is stuff you can't get in the States, which I loved. Cause she's like, ours is top shelf. I mean, I love that little that banter. Was so, she was like, well, they started serving top shelf tequila. And she's like, <laughs> ours is top. That was, that was cutting. I mean, it was amazing. Though. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> I mean, is it like, who's like, drinking Vita tequila? I mean, here's the deal. Come like, on. like if, Whitney was given, like, let's say the producers are like, Whitney, listen, we need you to go confront Lisa about this. Make shit up. We don't care. Get it popping. She went and she got my Casamigas in the back. (laughs) She delivered. Yeah. She fired up Lisa so hard. And then she just walked away like nothing. And then like calmly. And then she meant to say like top shelf. Ours is top shelf. She's like, well, I mean, I'm saying like stuff you can't even get in the States. Like exclusive shit. Right. Yeah. Which was a beautiful comeback. Yeah. Was it like she bantering, but she did it with just a smile on her face. She reminds me of like a Southern Belle, like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. You know, that kind of. But besides that, I do think she's actually like a true, genuine, like she's not going to take any shit anymore. She's been suppressed her whole life. She's just over it. 
So she'll do it with a smile, like a Southern belle, but she's not going to take any shit. Yeah, and I and I think she has like um like a power in that um kind of like over the other women that she owns that she's not perfect, Mm. and like that is so powerful when you're dealing with religion because. And she explained why. Yeah, you just you don't you don't have that. I have notes in here. I'm like, she reminds me of you because, like, when she's like. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I must be a swinger because I have a stripper pole. She's like, yeah, of course I have a stripper pole. I was suppressed my whole life. And I'm like, yes, this is why Holly listens to hardcore rap because she was suppressed all her life and it was like not not an option, like not even rap an option, but just regular music. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to go from one extreme to the other just because you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I know you actually enjoy it. But uh, I'm not saying hardcore, you know, I'm just anything. Beyond, no, I do love hardcore rap. Beyond Will Smith is hardcore for me. So <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying like she kind of made a parallel a little bit because she was like, I just did every like you. I did everything I was supposed to. Do. I could have gone to Maui, but no, I went on a church history tour instead. Like you I did, like Israel. You did everything instead of the Cabo or the spring break trip. And then when you finally get your freedom, you're kind of like, huh, I kind of want to see what's on the other side. Yeah. And Ron and Diane sent me to Israel so I could break up with my boyfriend. And it worked. <laughs> oh, like Brenda. I'll like, never get over it. Like Jim and um, when they sent Brenda yeah, I got, to I got, Europe to break up with Dylan. Yeah, I got sent away to Israel and the pastor the entire time lectured me about how <gasps> the relationship wasn't good for me. And I'm sure all per my parents. But wasn't he in your same like christian school and stuff yeah and then he cheated so on me while i was gone and then that, just like that, brenda that ended it yeah oh uh, i'm still not over it i'm still wow <laughs> it is a very classic brenda dylan story it's a it's a it is so this crazy. is why you hate kelly taylor i get it now yeah i think she triggered me i understand but i like her like i still am a big kelly taylor fan also no but i get it yeah but brenda also cheated but the problem is I mean, you didn't. Yeah. I mean, and then I started cheating later, you know, like, because then I was like, oh, so this is how it works. And then I started feeling what that yeah, felt like. Get ahead like. of the game. Get yeah. ahead of the bullet. The- or just like, I just, it's like, what? It, yeah, I just wanted to see what it felt like. Like, let's see, you know? Mm. Wow. Yeah. All these decisions that they're just really. It's all tangled and relates to each other so that's why i get her because i mean i get her anyways but i also i i saw some things i was like this makes sense but there's she's, still she, things she's like you though she's still like like you still run a regular road you know what i'm saying it's just like what's not acceptable for her, how she grew up is her lifestyle which her lifestyle is perfectly normal what's not acceptable of how you were raised it's per your lifestyle is perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. If if anything, like you're you know, well, I, if anything, nothing. I'm just saying, like, no, I know, no, it's true. But um, in a way, like I I feel um like many of the characters on this show wish that they could be like her, that they could be so openly kind of the opposite way. I still can't be like that. No. I still there are still things that I will not do. Because I know that my parents will find out about it and that bothers me. I don't know why. Yeah. But it does. 
you know, and like I, I sometimes I'm jealous of like the freedom that people have where either their parents aren't on this earth anymore or something like that, where I'm like, I wonder what it would be like, you know, I, know, I would think about that. Like, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, it's, it's it, it, like too much. Yeah. It goes both ways. You know, it's, it's very complicated. And I think, so I, yeah. I think it's interesting that they're showing like when, for but instance, they excommunicated her. So she has to not care. I thought it was so heartbreaking. You been excommunicated, so that's good. <laughs> Well, I also haven't been back to church really since high school. But I mean, from your parents, they didn't cut you off as parents, as her parents. Because they didn't really believe what they wanted me to believe. Yeah. That's the truth. And that's where it's really. because your parents are cool as shit. That's where it's messed up. You know, or it's like, why did I have to be like this? Only me, not my brother, just me. Yeah, because I don't see them that way. I think they seem really cool. Yeah. And they, they they've changed a lot. Like the the whole thing is if we could get into this all night cuz it's very confusing, but um yeah. in the end I've had to just choose how I want to live my life and I'm happy with that and raise my family the way I want to raise them and yeah. I mean Ronnie's at a Christian school right now. Um not because I specifically believe in the Christian faith. Like I would put her in Catholic school too or any type. I've looked at all schools. It's just No, I have friends and family that have either been christian or they're not or now they're atheists and they were but they still put their children because it's a better school it's a good schooling system or for the or for networking or like i've heard all the various reasons but who cares just do what's best exactly what you think and what's best for your child it was really heartbreaking for um i don't i think i'm jumping ahead to the next episode but let's just jump between the two if that's okay Mm -hmm. um i thought it was very heartbreaking when Heather was talking to the girls about throwing the baby shower for her five employees out of 20 that are pregnant. And mm-hmm. she was having the conversation with Jen, right? And mm-hmm. saying how, um, you know, she used to take pictures of her daughters and like her daughters were such an important part of her life. And they're like, why aren't these pictures on the wall? And she's like, because after the divorce, like I visit, like I literally could not like my family was broken. And I thought that was so heartbreaking that, you know, the religion is so tied up into who she defines herself as, which I completely relate to because you're taught that that's what you do. You get married, you don't have sex before marriage, you do this, you do that, and then everything is perfect. And when that doesn't work out, you don't feel like you belong to the community anymore and they shun you. It's, it is a thing. Yeah. She said that on, did you watch, watch what happens live Mm -mm. with her? So she was on there and she was actually tackling some hard questions like about that. And she, they're like, oh, do you talk to your ex-husband? She's like, oh, yeah, we actually talked multiple times a week. And they're like, how does he feel about it? And, and she really couldn't answer, but she answered without answering. She's like, she would pause and she'd be like, well, he's obviously not a fan of, you know, the mother of his children and the person being on a venue like this or exposing or airing out like yeah it's very clear like she goes no you can get divorced in the mormon church you just have to do it a certain way and the reason why you know this mary cosby site was shut down it was like there's so much power and that the the fan anti-fan site whatever there's so much power that goes on this is why escaping polygamy is it got cut off mid-season because of the cease and desist, because there's so much money and power in that church and the in those families. I mean, this was a show for four or five years, and it just stopped. Yeah, and because we know what happened, it was legal reasons. And same with this Instagram site that was 
I was trying to show a friend and I'm like, oh, it'd been up forever. And I messaged uh, Bravo Superfans because they know they posted it and like, no, it's taken down. I'm like, okay, I I had it right, right? Because I was looking at my followers and following and I'm like, I know I followed. Um, There's so much power. And so Heather Gay is experiencing that too, because I think her husband is, you know, still, he's maybe not excommunicated, but she is being She's like, I'm not excommunicated. And Andy goes, well, I have a feeling by the time the reunion airs, you will be excommunicated. And she was like, yeah. Like, I mean, so I do like, I don't know. Like, I think it would be a really hard decision to go on a show like the housewives that probably everyone is like super pissed off about in the community because I mean, I'm not here to make fun of any Mormon or the religion like or any each, religion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, f- I'm sure that it is bringing a lot of that, you know, right. Like Shaw's the- a sunset with the, you know, when they went to Iran and I don't even watch a show, but I've seen enough. They went to Iran when they hadn't been like Rezan been since he was a kid, but he, they just had to look through the border. They couldn't actually go in mm-hmm. cause they'd be, it would have been troublesome, mm-hmm. but it's like, they're not making fun of the religion. They're just exposing the truths of it. Right. But anyways. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, so I feel like it's, it's brave of them and also like a pretty risky thing to do for their family. And you could tell how she got so emotional about, she's like the Mormon church means everything to me. And I thought like, that's great. Like that, that's, I'm so sorry that it's not mean, like that it's not meeting you where you need to be met. You know what I mean? Like it was so sad that she felt so rejected from something that she loved so much because her marriage didn't work out. But I loved when Whitney said at that same dinner, she was talking about her father, maybe going to Mary's church or maybe going back to Mormonism and Heather was like, well, he doesn't have to go back to Mormonism. He could go back to any church that they'll welcome him if they're true. If they're true in their word, any church, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be Mormon. And she goes, well, that's why we're going to go to Mary's because technically speaking, Mary's is not Mormon. It's Pentecostal. Right. So Heather was like, okay, well, there you go. So I think the guy just needs support and guidance and... You know, I thought, and again, this is why Whitney's my favorite, that scene with her father and the background, how she's the only one that stuck by him. Yes. Very powerful. Other siblings or ex-wife. And he, and she, she's like, you know, obviously you can tell she supported him emotionally, but she did throw in later, like, and financially. Financially. Uh And isn't it always weird? Like, because she's like, he was a famous hairstylist. Had, I'm like, isn't it always weird? Like these famous hairstylists always have the weirdest fucking hair. Yeah. Like you think he about definitely Jose has a look. Bear or Chaz Dean or that dude you went to and um, he had that Vegas one, Kim Vo or something. Mm-hmm. Like, they always have like not the look I'm aspiring to. Yeah. <laughs> but kind of like a helmet head. But he looks so humble and gracious and just looking for support that oh oh i just felt for i him. thought that um and he seemed like a great dad to her well and i i feel like um by him being vulnerable both of them and opening up about that that's got to really touch some people 
right now going through that. I mean, this is like the pandemic is crazy. You know, people are turning to think maybe they're, you know, falling yeah. off the wagon or whatever. I just thought it was so neat that he shared, you know, someone like that who looks like they that looks like they have it all together are battling this, you know, addiction that are, is a lifelong thing. And just to have him talk about it so openly, I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, I hope. Yeah. And like, hopefully the right kind of support organizations reach out to him and help him like for real and not just to like, you know, Oh, come back and we'll fix you. But you know how sometimes too, like um, when you're like feeling really depressed or you're feeling like, I don't know, like this is like how my life is. Not that there's no way out, but like, it's kind of like you're dealing with the same thing over and over. Maybe being on the show and getting a little bit of a platform and having people reach out to him. I mean, on our little platform that we have, Vanderpump Rules, I mean, the messages that we've received when we either one of us have ever said anything like have been it's so supportive and so therapeutic. So hopefully that really helps him, you know, well, like realize he's helping people. A lot of people said that to Bronwyn, Lala, James, mm-hmm. that they've all talked about like the DMs or the support of of course they get hate ones sheena going through her miscarriage she mentioned the, the same thing yes so people do come out and it makes Ariana. you feel like you're doing it yeah about her depression uh-huh. and anxiety it makes you feel like oh okay a i'm not alone but also me talking about it is actually helping people and make them feel normal yeah or when people went on the show when they lost a parent like all of those yeah. things are exactly. life-changing things that um you know sometimes you it's like cool to hear someone else talk about it um the only thing I have to ask you is, did you know that a double thumbs up emoji meant Oh my fuck you? God. No. Oh my God. Okay. Thank you. Because I'm like, God, I'm old. I'm like, well, Holly will know do, this. Do you want, I send a thumbs up to Diane all the time. No, it's a double thumbs up. Okay. Well then I've never did it. Because I tried to, I tried to do a double thumbs up and I couldn't find the fucking emoji for a double. Where's the double thumbs up emoji? Can don't you, you guys just, tell me? Don't you just do two? But then it's the same direction. I think you want to do like a Fonzie, like, hey, like, oh, like, like this. Oh, you know, I like, thought it was just two going you know, the same like, way. Oh, nice seeing you. And you're like, oh, I mean, it'd be weird if I, you're like, nice seeing me. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's like two thumbs down. Oh, my then. God. I completely thought of it. The but wrong. I don't think there's a double thumbs up emoji. So I was I was like, I mean, I feel like most of the time, like I'm I'm up on these things and I'm like mortified that I didn't know. Okay, like should like should we go onto our T-shirt website and make like a two thumbs up? Yes, 100 percent, 100 percent, because I can't find the emoji myself. How awesome is that? You can walk around with an F.U. and no one even knows it. Okay, then I have something else really ignorant to confess. So like. Sometimes I just do the thumbs up. I I try to do the thumbs up emoji, but only one comes up. And then someone was like, why did you say like BLM matters? I was like, because it was like, uh, it wasn't the yellow thumbs up, but that's what comes up. So I just, I'm like, I'm not emoji racist. Oh, And then it was like, that means okay yeah i'm really stupid there yeah but i don't mean that i'm like i just don't know i'm like when i said when i literally type in thumbs up and that's what comes up so that's what i enter because i'm not a racist emoji and then we're like why are you talking about black lives matter why are you talking about this or that i was like um i was just thumbs something what you said and why does it matter if it's yellow or brown or 
but apparently I was making a statement and I didn't know it. And I, that's my ignorance. Yeah. It's my Karen ignorance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I get the land shouldn't of emojiing is like more complicated. Like you can't flippantly use it anymore, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, but I want that double thumbs up one because I'll use that one a lot. If that's what it means. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Give it to me. I yeah, <laughs> I still think it's going the same way, but maybe I the same way would be like a double hitchhiker, like thumbs down. Okay, look at them. If I'm doing thumbs up two ways, it looks like I'm booing something. Yeah, but if I'm doing this, it's either like a double a, or I'm like I don't know fuck what you what like what is a like is that something? Was that like a signal back in the day? <sighs> well, first of all, it's like a current like a okay. But really, A comes from Fonzie. Okay. You don't know who fucking Fonzie is. No, I know who Fonzie is. Okay. This. This is Fonzie. Double thumbs up. A. Happy days. I've never seen him do that. Author. That's all he does. That's all he does on the show is he wears a leather jacket. He just two thumbs up and says, A. And then, like, he'll make out with chicks. Two chicks at a time. Oh, wow. Oh. Chad, when are you coming back to co-host? <laughs> oh my god! But also in current terms of a, you know, just that's what the kids say these days, yeah. anyways. Yeah. All right, enough of that. All right, cool. Okay, you guys, if you have a double thumbs up emoji, please send it to us asap. And on- do they go? Yeah, do they go opposite ways or the same way? And please. Um, hit us up on all platforms because I need to save it and use it in my text, my Instagram, my Facebook. I need it everywhere. Yes. Okay. Cause it, it's going to be a heavily used emoji if, if that's real. So, um, if not, let's create it and make a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. Let's do it. Oh, damn it. Can we delay this until we trademark this yes. eight months later? <laughs> I'm sure someone already Along with did, all right? of our other trademark ideas. But, yes. Uh, eh. Anyways, it's fine. So we'll be back. Um, good catching up with you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be back and hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And or, even though it looks a lot different or this year. just um, a holiday off, a turkey day, mm-hmm. um, Indigenous People Day. Let's just not like be all inclusive here however people look at things we're all inclusive of however you want to look at it respectful um we just all want to enjoy a day off together with the whole with everybody safely and let's just eat some food and say some prayers or something i don't know yeah boy (laughs) all right okay bye everybody bye